Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah, what is going on, everybody? Dave Locker with Shopper back again, breaking down another 16 games. We'll close out the regular season next week with 16 games. Then we move on to the playoffs. So six games, four games, two games, down to the Super Bowl. We'll be here throughout all of it. Last week, total bloodbath. I would like to not think about it. You do not have to remind me of it. I'm well aware of it. That's all we need to know. My two favorite spots, we went one and one there at least. The Detroit Lions completely collapsed, but the Niners are just a wrecking ball right now. So we'll take it. But aside from that, all the leans, the likes, most of them went against us. But that's why each week, because we've been running hot up until last week. Now we got another week to make it happen. Week 17, some good spots here, some stay away spots. You want to parlay all 16 of them? Go for it. Highly do not advise that. It probably won't work out for you, but in the event that you're an insane person, I get it. Either way, let's pick our spots, find the best ones that we like more than anything else, and lean on those. Hit that thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, and leave a comment down below. I try and read and respond to all of them, although I'm assuming some of them might not be particularly nice today. That's all right. Let's get into it. First up, we got Thursday night football. As you can tell, I'm recording this on Wednesday. So we're still waiting on injury news kind of across the slate. But I want to get these out to you early before we see a lot of line movement in other spots. Of course, some of them already moved way earlier in the week. But this is Wednesday. So some things can change. We still have questions that haven't been answered yet. But for Thursday night, hey, we have a decent amount of questions that aren't answered yet for a couple of reasons. It's a weird game because technically it's meaningless for the Tennessee Titans. They're 10-point dogs at home with a 40 and a half point total, regardless of what happens here with the Titans or with what happens against the, or with the Jags against Houston, it all boils down to a week 18 showdown between the Jags and the Titans. It's going to be fun to be completely honest with you in a bad division. That's going to be a fun game. But even if this was a meaningful game for Tennessee, you're still looking at Malik Willis. Uh, he's not a legitimate NFL quarterback right now, at, at least not yet. And a third round rookie, it's been awful for him. He's four yard, 4.7 yards per attempt on over 60 attempts this year. Zero touchdowns to three interceptions. You have Derrick Henry dealing with a hip injury. Um, the Titans have held him out in the spot like this before, which makes you wonder what they're going to do here. Do they hold him out so he's 100% in week 18? Um, or do they say, we've lost five straight games. We need to get off the schneid here. Or does Vrabel go, we're not winning against Dallas this week, especially with Will. Or, or does he say, we need Willie Willis to get more reps, more experience. That's what I'm saying. Like, we really don't know. So I hate laying 10 points on a road team, but I don't really see the logic in betting the Titans uh, outside of the logic being, hey, they're 10-point home dogs. But with how bad Malik Willis has been, um, 
with the fact that Derrick Henry might actually be banged up here, this is a Cowboys or fade spot for me. But I do like Dak Prescott over one and a half passing touchdowns at minus 135. Because even if the Titans front seven is banged up and they are a bit banged up right now, they, they are still going to function as a heavy pass funnel defense. They've allowed the second most passing touchdowns in the league this season, 26, and the third fewest touchdowns on the ground, uh, only eight. So pay close attention to this game. We don't know what Vrabel's going to do. Just pay attention because we may get some word on this sooner than later. Um, or they go all in and they try and snap this losing streak, but we'll see. Hey, if you guys have $5 in one hand and one and a half to two minutes in the other hand, all that means is that you should be putting it on DraftKings and collecting $150. The question, are you interested in making $150 in two minutes? Simple as that. Or are you interested in making $75 a minute? I'm serious when I say this because so many other books are gone. Let me give you a good odds boost. They make it for you. They make it seem good. When really, they're just, they, they, they make a ton of money on those odds boosts. This one, for example, we talked about it on yesterday's show for Thursday Night Football. If you took Texas Tech at minus 20,000, you were getting an odds boost to plus 3,000 by only putting $5 down. Unless you are the most unlucky better in the world, in which case you lose a bet like that with nearly 100% win probability, probably shouldn't be betting in the first place if, you, if, if that's the type of run bad that you have. Even if you are that unlucky, the worst case scenario here is you lose $5 but you're taking a boost that's minus 20,000 or something. Just bet a college basketball game. Take my word for it. Bet any major money line favorite. Because if they win, fives into 150. You need two minutes, you need $5. So when you're placing those bets, take that two minutes out of your day, turn five into 150. Bet the biggest money line favorite you can find in college basketball and take that 150 and use it for the NFL this week. I mean, it's the easiest thing available. DraftKings, link though in the description and in the pinned comment, find them there. Saints at the Eagles. Saints getting seven here. Eagles need to win the lockup first place, all right, uh, in the NFC. And, and a round one bye they would get as well with one win against the Saints or the Giants. The word on the streets is that Hurts could push the play. Sirianni said today on Wednesday that, that it's still definitely a possibility that Hurts is active. CJ Garner-Johnson too, we'll see. He's eligible to come off the IR against his former team. Not sure if he'll be there. Not sure if it matters because we should have a better idea of their statuses tomorrow or Friday um, once we start getting practice reports here. But even if it's Minshew at quarterback and, and a couple backups in the secondary with Avante Maddox also out, maybe Garner Johnson, this Saints passing game is still going to struggle. Jarvis Landry is on the IR. Chris Olave was ruled out Thursday before last week's game. Didn't practice all week. Um, so I think it's a good possibility that he sits as well. That's leaving you with Rashid Shaheed as your number one receiver in this game. And the Saints would love to win this. Don't get me wrong, for a couple of reasons. One, they're actually still live to win the division, believe it or not. They won't, but they're live. Uh, and they'd also like to take away that Eagles pick that they have. They have their 2023 pick on a trade they made earlier in the offseason. But ultimately, there's just so much more offensive firepower on this Eagles side of the ball in an important home game where they can lock everything up. Um, they still produced 34 points last week with Minshew at the helm, despite four turnovers. So I'd hit the Eagles now because if, if Hurts plays, I wouldn't be at all surprised to move this north of seven or see this move north of seven. Eagles minus seven is where we're going at the link on Sunday. Colts at Giants. Giants laying five. 
40, uh, 40 and a half point, or sorry, 38 and a half point total here. I think we might have some better totals on this now that I think about it. Let me see real quick here. So you got the, the I'm going to oddshopper.com. It's free, by the way. If you want to be able to see every book where they have everything. Uh, yeah, down to 38 and a half. Okay. So down to 38 and a half. The Colts are bad. We saw it last week. Their offense stinks. Their definition of bad is different than others, though, because they find incredible ways to, to blow up. And the defense can look good one second and horrible the other. Uh, but yeah, Nick Foles, admittedly, way worse than I expected. Like, I didn't expect them to be good. I didn't expect them to be that bad either, even shaking the rust off. Uh, but they held the Chargers to 20 points, despite the fact that uh, Foles got picked off three times. And this is the type of games that the, sh the Giants should be able to handle relatively easily because they're facing a weak indie defense. Uh, our offense, sorry. And, and a lot of that can be attributed to just how bad the Colts' offensive line play has been. They're the highest paid line in the league, but they can't protect the quarterback at all. So the Giants probably can even get some good pressure here. They can also clinch a playoff spot with a win on Sunday. Uh, and since they play the Eagles in Week 18, uh, and we won't know whether or not the Eagles beat the Saints, they won't know because they're both 1 o'clock games, um, this becomes a massive game for them. So give me Giants minus 5. Um... I, want, I thought it was 40 and a half. I was going to take the under here. It, under 38 and a half is tough, but I do think this ends up being a very low scoring game, like a 20 to 14, you know, 21 to 10 type game with the Giants coming out on top. There's just not enough offense for this Colts team. And while the Giants offense isn't great, it certainly has more weapons than the Colts and a semi-competent quarterback. Broncos at the Chiefs. Chiefs 13 and a half point favorites here. Can we just get this out of the way? Finally, the Denver Broncos handed Nathaniel Hackett his walking papers. I, I legitimately feel bad for Broncos fans because the writing was on the wall after week one. Like while week one was still happening where they decided to kick and didn't take the time out until there was 20 seconds left on the clock. And I understand you can't fire a first year coach after the first game of the season. That would be preposterous. Uh, even though his decision making was, was all time terrible. There's still nobody on earth that's left who thought after week five, right, when Hackett decided to dial up a passing play on third and seven when all they needed was a field goal and the Colts hadn't sniffed the end zone all game, there's no one left on earth that was like, yeah, this is the right decision. He should have been gone a while ago. But it took a beating on Christmas Day at the hands of a Rams team that's out of contention to finally get rid of him. I digress. Okay. We're, we're kind of entering unknown territory here, though, with the Broncos because you have an interim head coach and maybe a change in play calling. Because back in November, Hackett said he he relinquished those responsibilities to, to Kubiak, but everything stayed the same. Maybe it's just Russell Wilson being toast at this point. I mean, his decision-making has been questionable at best, and we saw that uh, under the bright lights on Christmas. I'm just going to stay away from this game, honestly. If I'm giving you a lean, I'll give you the Chiefs. But I don't know what this Broncos offense is going to look like. And the Chiefs defense is bad. I'll tell you this much. I like the over 45 uh, as a spot that would be a decent alternative from the Chiefs spread if you're not looking to lay 13 and a half. Jags at the Texans. Texans getting four and a half at home. 43 point total. Now, we have to give the Texans credit. Say what you want. You got to give them credit. Maybe they saw that J.J. Watt post-game presser from, from when he was with the Texans talking about how it doesn't matter if we're a trash four-win team, four win team. He did say that. Uh, the fans deserve more. We get paid handsomely to give them. We got to give them everything we got every week. Because in the last three weeks, Houston took Dallas down to the wire uh, as massive road dogs. They pushed Kansas City to overtime. 
and they just beat a desperate Titans team in Tennessee by five. They're actually playing well. Um, it's a spot where they can continue to close the season with a pulse at this point. Um, and the Jags actually have nothing to play for. I think they still play the starters. They still want to win this game going into week, week 18. But it's all going to come down to week 18 with the Titans to see who wins that division. Although the, the Jags have a minuscule chance of getting a, a wild card spot as well, which makes you think that they should all be out there on top of that. Uh, it's a lopsided game on paper, but so is every game for the Texans. And they've now covered the spread easily in three straight. I like this game to stay close in a late season divisional spot. Give me the four and a half with Texans. Panthers at the Bucks. Bucks three-point favorites, 39-point total. I mean, seriously, how bad are the Bucks right now? It took overtime to get a win against the corpse of a Cardinals team and Trace McSorley at quarterback. Every week you hear the Bucks, you hear, you hear, this is what you hear. The Bucks will figure it out. They'll turn it around. You know, this is this is Tom Brady and the Bucks. Look at this. They still haven't. They still lead the division, but they still haven't figured it out. They're 3 11 and 1 against the spread this season. They're 1 11 and 1 against the spread since week three. That's nuts. And granted, the, the numbers certainly suggest that the three points here certainly suggest that there's been an adjustment, you know, with them being only three-point favorites. But get this, since week three, they don't have a win by more than six points. And one of those wins was against the Falcons team where there was a completely bogus roughing the passer call where the Falcons would have got the ball back and been able to potentially drive down the field. And then the other one was in England, London or Germany or wherever it was. But they're 0-6-1 against the Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Fred, at home this season, Panthers win this game by playing decent defense, which they've been doing, and by establishing a run game. I've said it a million times, right? If the Panthers can't run the ball, the wheels fall off. If they can, we saw that against Detroit last week with 320 rushing yards, they will beat you, or they'll at least stay very competitive. At this point, though, any faith I've had in the Tampa Bay Bucks is lost. Give me the Panthers. Give me the field goal on the road with the Panthers because they still have a shot to win this division as well. Bears at the Lions. Lions laying six at home. 52-point total here. After last week, are we wondering, hey, is this the same old Lions theme? I, I, I don't know. Uh, I really don't know. I'm shook after that one. They were playing so damn well. The run gate, the run defense was on point. Everything looked great. And then, as I mentioned with Carolina, talking about that Bucks game, this defense completely imploded. If the Panthers can't run the ball like that, they're probably not winning the game. 320 rushing yards, 570 total yards allowed. With the, the Lions were positioned 
if they won that game, they were looking to, to get real close to locking up a playoff spot. Now, they're plus 350 to get in. They're clearly a better team than Chicago, but last week's meltdown on defense has me second thinking this one, honestly, because the Bears have a 1,000-yard rusher at quarterback. Their backfield's healthy with David Montgomery and now Khalil Herbert. I'm not comfortable with either spot here. But the only reason I'd lean the Lions is just because of outside of last week, they've been playing great football. The Bears can't sniff a win, even in a bad weather, which should have neutralized things a little bit last week. Justin Fields rushes for 11 yards. What do you what do you do with this team right now with either of them? The, they're seven. The Lions are seven and one uh, against the spread at home this year. Really impressive. The problem is they haven't been even close to six point favorites at home, uh, regardless of opponent. So let's hope Dan Campbell was right when he said they'll get things figured out this week and come in and take care of business. We'll lean, I mean, slightest of leans, minus six to the Lions. Remember, too, link in the description and comment for DraftKings. Great spot to take a game that I've got coming up in a second. Don't use your first bet on that. Don't use it. Use your first bet on college basketball, big money line favorite, to get your winnings. And then once you turn the five into 150, use it on a game that I've got coming up. But first, we got to talk about Browns and Commanders. The Browns have three offensive touchdowns since Deshaun Watson returned four weeks ago. Three. They're, they're two and two solely because of their defense making big plays against Houston. And then they held a Lamar Jackson-less Ravens team to three points. The weather was bad last week, but the Browns offense was still putrid. Uh, we're kind of backed into a corner now because it's so difficult to back this team. We haven't seen any life out of Deshaun Watson yet. And the line feels kind of trappy, if I'm being completely honest with you. So most likely it's a stay away game for me. Washington laying a point and a half at home. Uh, point at home, but you can still get Washington at one and a half. Sorry, I was going to say two. Still get him at one and a half. Not a big difference from two at all. Still get him there, and I think that's fine. And Carson Wentz starting this week, if that makes a difference to you guys uh, in one direction or the other, I'd say it's mostly a lateral move from Taylor Heineke. Can't be much worse, although Heineke had a, a brutal matchup last week. Wentz came in and played okay, but um, I'll lean Commanders minus one and a half, but there's some better games that we got on this slate. Dolphins at the Patriots. So Patriots are two and a half point favorites, 42 point total. Dolphins are minus 225 to make the playoffs right now, even with Tua already ruled out for Sunday's game. Back in concussion protocol, the, the league just initiated another investigation into the Dolphins for this concussion. Man, that's not, not good. And you have to feel for Tua. He's now at three of them on the year. Like how much more punishment can you take? Like your health is pretty important. But besides the point, if New England wins out, they're, they're plus 650 to make the playoffs. But if they win out, beat Miami, they're two and a half point favorites. Uh, and then they have to beat Buffalo as well. Going to be tough, but maybe Buffalo, who knows what happens by week 18. They're in the playoffs. And given to his track record against Patriots, he's 4-0 against them. Bill Belichick and company are probably pretty relieved to see that Teddy Bridgewater is going to be starting this week. And look, Bridgewater's a fine start, like backup. He's not a bad backup. There's a lot worse. He has great weapons in Waddle and Tyreek Hill, but it's still a downgrade from a healthy Tua Tagovailoa. The Patriots are mostly healthy, though, other than like Damian Harris's status and, and, and Devontae Parker. But you know, having Jacoby Myers healthy, having Ramondre Stevenson and the whole defense healthy, if you can get them at two and a half, that's a spot I still like a lot. Wouldn't be surprised if by the time this video comes out, it's at three. Um, but two and a half, if it's still out there, laying two and a half at home, win by a field goal, that's a spot. If it's three, I'd still lean Patriots, 
Um, but there's some other games we should be looking to first. Cardinals and the Falcons. Falcons are minus three and a half here at home. Going up against the 27th ranked run defense for the Cardinals. That could be the that could be the factor here, right? Uh, just taking the Cardinals, or sorry, taking the Cardinals team that looks going to probably have Colt McCoy back. But yes, I know that they took Tampa Bay to overtime, but please don't. I'm not entertaining that nonsense right now. The the Falcons are similar to the, the Carolina Panthers. If they can run the ball, they will. Tyler Algiers looked awesome. The offensive line is blocking well. Uh, Cordero Patterson is solid in the backfield. And they're really just kind of hiding Desmond Ritter the most that they can. They don't have a good secondary whatsoever. Um, but, but Cole McCoy is another backup quarterback that could struggle here. This is not. This is more of a lean Falcons minus three and a half here. Uh, because I think that they can kind of control the pace of this game, but it, it it's such a tough spot. If it was three, you know, two and a half, of course, you like the Falcons at home. But the Falcons are another team that actually have something to play for. With that in mind, with that entire NFC South still technically up for grabs, give me Atlanta here because they can position themselves uh, decently if they get a win. 49ers at the Raiders. Josh Jacobs is clearly disgruntled. Why doesn't anyone use the word gruntled either? Do, you know, you ever think about that? I don't think it's actually, I, I say thing. I looked it up as a matter of fact. They added it to the dictionary however many years ago, but, but it originated where disgruntled was actually the word and there was no opposite for that. So being gruntled doesn't really make sense, but that's okay because Josh Jacobs isn't. Very disgruntled Josh Jacobs right now. All right, I'm leaving that part in because I want you guys to really ruminate on that. Uh, but I'm re-recording this analysis part because right as we stopped recording, myself and Alicia, who's producing and editing this video, shout out to her doing it every single week. We got news that Jared Stidham is starting for the, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders over Derek Carr. And Josh McDaniel said, we got a lot of, we got a lot of shit to figure out here is basically what he's saying. Well, the, the Niners have moved to minus 10 now on the road. Honestly, you hate laying 10, but they're Jared Stidham against this defense is horrifying. So I, look, I haven't looked into this as much as I should. We're running short on time here. The, the first, the first thought is you're laying 10 on the Niners and they just absolutely steamroll them. I mean, Derek Carr might not be having the best season, but with Jared Stidham at quarterback, you're now really eliminating the, you're now eliminating the potency of guys like Devontae Adams and, and the newly returned Darren Waller. So you could just be looking at a game where, where they drag all game long, spin their wheels and finish with like 10 points. So I don't like laying 10 here, but I'm not backing the Raiders with Jared Stidham against the 49ers, regardless of venue, when their defense has been as damn good as it's been all season long. All right, now let's get to one that we like here. Like I said, use that money on DraftKings. We'll put down some, some NFL bets this week. Jets are two-point favorites on the road, 42.5-point total. The Seahawks have collapsed. They've collapsed. And now they have to take on a ferocious Jets defense that's reinvigorated by the return of Mike White. I mean, it's all seriousness. They like this guy. They love him. They can't stand Zach Wilson. And I'm not sure, you know, his parents can even look at him after last week's performance. I joke. But that was so bad. Uh, we were on Jacksonville because of the Zach Wilson factor. Even in bad, Wilson was horrible. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In that game. So Mike White makes a big, believe it or not, Mike White, yes, Mike White actually makes a big difference here. And the Jets are still live to make the playoffs. They aren't out of it yet. They're less live than Seattle. Seattle's plus 350. But the Jets need to win at Seattle. Then they need to to beat Miami. Both of those are very doable. Uh, They also need the Patriots to lose or tie against either Miami this week or Buffalo next week. So both teams have something to play for. The problem is, even though the Jets haven't looked good recently, so much of that has been because of horrible quarterback play. You know, that's all it's been for them. It's not like they're allowing a lot of points. They certainly aren't. 20 to Buffalo, uh, 20 to a Lions team that was surging coming in to East Rutherford a couple weeks ago. Get the quarterback back. And they they had three goal line opportunities to beat the Vikings in Minnesota. All of that aside, though, I like the Jets' chances to win this week, despite being in hostile territory. Mike White makes a difference. Um, Wilson's never going to play another snap for the Jets. And the Jets have a fully healthy defense that ranks top eight against the pass, uh, top eight against both the pass and the run, and they can generate a lot of pressure with their pass rush, which doesn't bode well for Geno Smith and an offensive line that has struggled to hold up. So while I'd lean the Jets minus two here, I actually like under 42 and a half points a lot. This is a spot where you look at it and you say, Jets win a low scoring game, or maybe the Seahawks do, but they certainly aren't dropping 35 in this one. You could be looking at, you know, a 20 to 17. Hell, even, even this is the great, even like a 23 to, to, to or it's 21 to 20 game gets us under that so close game tight spread one defense defense that's great one off two offenses that aren't great sets up nice for a low scoring game give me under 42 and a half here vikings at the packers all right so i'll keep this one simple vikings are three and a half point dogs 48 and a half point total in this one the vikings go down to the wire almost every single week it's it's bizarre and their defense absolutely stinks but the offense has found ways to keep them competitive almost all the time. Uh, the Packers, they look better coming off wins against the Bears. All right, whatever. Before the bye. Uh, then after the bye, the Rams. Okay, cool. Uh, and then the Dolphins on Christmas Day. That was an impressive win. But Tua Tagovailoa clearly wasn't the same after that concussion. Check the stats. Check when the concussion happened to after the concussion happened. Totally different football player. And now it makes sense why. He's already ruled out this week. So I'll give the Packers credit. But are we sold that they're just, you know, a juggernaut now, even though they're plus 175 somehow to make the playoffs? I'm not. Now, let me, I don't want to talk in circles here or backpedal because I definitely think, you know, they can win this game. The three and a half point favorites against the three loss Vikings team. That tells you all you need to know. But I don't want to, I don't want to lay more than a field goal here. I'd rather take the three and a half with the Vikings or truthfully, I'd rather just take the Vikings money line at plus 155. Because in the three games the Vikings have lost this season, they've lost by 11, 37, and 17. But their wins have all been by eight or fewer, except week one against the Packers when they trounced them. Now, that was a weird week. Uh, Packers' whole offensive line was banged up. A lot of things to get into there, no question. 
Uh, but I don't see that being the case this week on either front. And I'm not convinced the Packers defense holds not, holds up enough to run away with this one against a very good offense, and especially Justin Jefferson, who trashed them, and Jair Alexander in week one. So give me the Vikings money line. Now, I, it's not because I love it. It's because I think if you're betting this game, that's the best place to do it. Vikings money line at plus 155. Or just take a massive Packers alternate spread at like minus nine and a half. All right, Rams at the Chargers. Oh, Rams are six and a half point dogs coming off. I mean, they crushed the Broncos last week. 40 and a half point total here. The covers did, the, the Chargers did cover last week. I thought the Colts could maybe keep that close based on their defense. Defense played well. It was their offense. Nick Falls, three picks, and still they only allowed 20 points despite all of that. Uh, but the Rams haven't exactly stopped playing. Like, I mean, they're still, this team's still playing right now. You have Baker Mayfield, Cam Akers coming off a three touchdown game. Tyler Higby, guess what? He has a heartbeat again. Somebody exhumed his corpse from the ground and uh, sat around him with some seance. And what, what, what do they call it when you when you bring somebody back to life? Um, necromancy? They necromanced him back to life and onto the field. It, the offense looked competent. It's not something that you'd expect to continue, really. But this total's so low uh, that I wouldn't be shocked to see him cover here. And the Chargers at six and a half point favorites at home is never enticing anyway, but you'd kind of think it would be more than six and a half points, which is what has me leaning more towards the Rams. Also, money's coming in on the Rams as well. Um, the fact that their defense is still holding up here and that despite all the weapons available to Justin Herbert and the, the Chargers offense, they've still relied so much on the passing game that they've been inefficient. And it makes it a pretty decent spot to back the road dogs at plus six and a half, although it may feel gross. Steelers at the Ravens flexed in the Sunday night football. This is actually going to be a fun one. If you don't, I, you don't, you don't have a pulse. You're week 13 Tyler Higby. If you don't enjoy a week 17 Steelers Ravens showdown, no matter who's on the field, this is, this is one of the best matchups in football. And right now out of the gate, I'd rather lean Steelers plus three. I, I can't, I'm not going to bury the lead here because we don't know if Lamar Jackson could miss another game. I mean, the Ravens are in, in the playoffs already. They've already clinched, but they haven't locked up the division yet. So this is really one of those games where you have to wait. Tomlin Steelers, believe it or not, aren't technically eliminated from the postseason either. They're 10 to 1 to, to clinch a playoff berth, but they're not out of it yet. And divisional game, flex to prime time, something on the line for each team because the, the, the Ravens have, have the, the Bengals nipping at their heels right now to take this division. They got a tough matchup we'll get to in a second. I think it's going to be good. And the last five times these teams have faced each other, going back to 2020, right? Games have been decided by two points, one point, three points, four points, and five points. This is what you get in an AFC North Steelers-Ravens late season showdown. With Jackson seemingly not 100% and Pittsburgh getting a field goal on the road in a divisional matchup, I'll go with Tomlin's crew to keep this one close. And I know also... I always want to give you guys all the information, everything I'm thinking. Uh, also, you can check out the Discord. It's it's free for the first week. You get all my picks, everyone else on the channel, all of their picks. The links in the description uh, and in the pinned comment. It should be right next to the DraftKings link. First week's entirely free, no strings attached. If you hate it, you can bounce. But I'll always throw in additional insight and picks throughout the week because it's still early. But this is one where even though the total's at 36, I still have interest here in the under. This is your typical 
like odd, you know, 15 to 12 type game or something nuts like that. We see it so often with the Steelers and Ravens. Low total. I'm not going to let it scare me away. Let's wrap it up with one. of This might be one of the best games we see all year, right? Possibly. Bengals at home hosting the Bills. Bengals one point dogs, 49 and a half point total. Each team got something to play for, looking for positioning. Bengals looking to win their division. Oof, this is good. And I expect it to be very close throughout. Like if this comes down to the final drive, nobody at all who knows anything about football is going to be surprised. Unless you're a Bills or, or Bengals fan and you're like, no, we smoke them this week. Logic tells us that likely isn't the outcome if you ran this game a hundred times in a simulation. But the Bengals as home dogs kind of speaks to me. They're only one point dogs, but they're dogs at home. And they can beat anyone right now. They're healthy. They're playing to win their division. Not to mention, they've covered the spread in 12 of their last 13 games. It's amazing. They're riding a seven-game, you know, straight-up win streak. Bills not far behind with six. But over that same stretch, though, over that 13-game stretch, I was saying, Bills are 5-7-1 and one against the spread with some really close games played. This is as much of a much of a toss-up as you can get, in my opinion, and no one would be surprised if it comes down to the final drive, like I said. But give me the home team money line. We'll take the Bengals at even money. Appreciate you guys watching, as always. Have a great rest of the week. Let's make some money, and we'll wrap all of this up in Week 18 next Wednesday. Peace.